This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a question that is on your mind that is Forex trading-related, unfortunately, it is too late to ask. However, what you can do instead is go to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube Check out the videos. Chances are your question has been answered already. But if it is not, you can go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the YouTube description. So I'm fully aware that nobody out there is anywhere near as fascinated by this stuff as I am. Um, but it's time to do another podcast platform shout out because I love looking at the analytics and watching them go up and down with all the different players out there. And, uh, I usually give a shout out to ones that are kind of making a jump up in the rankings. What I'm not doing enough of is giving credit and love to the people that have been there from the start. Now, number one is always YouTube. Number two is always Spotify. But right there at number three, I mean, so close all the time, is Apple Nation. And it includes the whole family from Apple Podcast to listening to the podcast straight off of iTunes to the Apple Watch um, once they started tracking the Apple Watch, I was so surprised how many people actually used to listen to the podcast. If it, it was actually its own separate entity, it would be number nine overall, I think, just alone, just the watch. And then a couple hundred of you out there are listening to the podcast on the website, but doing it via a Safari browser. So when you factor all four of those things in, in uh you still can't quite beat spotify but man have you guys been rock solid for a long time there is a huge drop off after one two and three and i never really gave you guys the credit you deserve so uh, at any point in time apple nation if you want to come to this podcast episode on the youtube channel and go to the comments and check in especially if you've never said hello before uh take this time to do it if you don't mind it'd be good to see who you are uh, but either way, know that you certainly are all appreciated. Thank you for making us part of your week. It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and episode 64's question is from Warren from Watford, UK. He says, just north of London. I know where Watford is, Warren. Uh, but Warren asks, I haven't heard you do a video on Elliott Waves yet, and I'm concerned you don't like them. Is it fair to say you are not a supporter? So short answer, long answer, short answer, it would absolutely be fair to say that I don't support the use of Elliott Waves anywhere. Um, but as you all know, when I take a concept and I speak out against it, um, I think there are always some really good takeaways from these uh, videos and podcast episodes that people just don't seem to catch, either because they're upset that I'm trashing one of their favorite tools, or they're just disappointed that I'm not giving them something that they can go out and use right now. Um, but I did save this topic for right now, and there's a reason for that. And there's also a reason I really just did a podcast episode for it instead of an actual video. Um, because I'm not really here to tell you how to use them, because that would take a very long time. As you guys know, I do a lot of research before talking about topics like this just to see what everybody else is saying. And this one was really funny because if you just search for Elliott Waves on YouTube, some of the top videos that come up are quite short. And I'm like, well, that's awfully short for an Elliott Wave video. Elliott Waves are super deep and technical and complicated. Um, but most of the videos were like, all right, here's Elliott Waves. Here's kind of what they do. But screw these things. There's no way I would ever use them. 
Some people went on to say that there are books on Elliott Waves that are over a thousand pages long. I did not know that, but I can totally see that. And really because of all this, and I'll touch on this towards the end, but the people who are all about Elliott Waves, they are all in on this stuff because it takes so much time to learn. And they try to predict the future, which is something else I'll talk about. But once you actually get one right, it really does validate all the work you put in. And you will have a tendency to stay with these things forever. Now, the problem is the game is not getting one right. The game is getting more right than you don't. Or at the very least, you know, getting 50-50 and just letting money management do the rest. You know, you can win a number of ways. And uh, the one good thing I, I will say about Elliott Waves is I like what it attempts to do. It attempts to locate repeating patterns in the market, which in a lot of ways is the same thing that indicators try to do as well. They often try to let us know ahead of time that something that happened in the past is happening right now, and it may play out the exact same way. So that's good. Um, the problem I have with Elliott Waves is pretty much everything else. So first, let's start with the obvious. These things have been around a very long time, which means they were not created for spot forex. And as we just learned in the supply and demand video, in the big banks video, our market does not move the same way other markets do. It may look like it does sometimes. I mean, it does move in waves like almost every market does, but the key drivers which make our market move are unique unto themselves. Elliott waves are also way too subjective, meaning, and I heard somebody say it in one of the videos when I was doing research, and he said it really well. He said, if you ask five Elliott wave traders what to do in a certain situation, you're going to get five completely different answers. That is not good, traders, because when you have a situation like that, now you, the trader, because there is not one way to do things anymore, there's all these other possibilities, you can never be 100% confident that the trade you are entering is a trade that you're supposed to enter. You'll never have that full confidence behind it, and this can lead to a lot of second guessing, especially if the trade doesn't go your way. Now compare this to indicators, like the ones we use here. Compare that to an entire algorithm to where you know when all of your indicators say it's time to trade, that is a 100% no questions about it signal for you to enter a trade. I know which one I'd rather have. Now back in the day, I did follow some of what seemed to me to be at least the smarter Elliott Wave traders out there that actually had material you could follow. And the situations were almost always the same. They would try to call when the next wave was going to occur, but there were always other possibilities that it could also be. And it was very frustrating because it kept allowing them to be wrong, but still say, oh, it could also do this. It always seemed like the best examples of Elliott waves were in the past, were total hindsight when they worked perfectly. And because these people laid out so many other possibilities ahead of time, the Elliott Wave formations they would draw looked like nothing that you would have ever come up with yourself. But they sure did look pretty after they were done. It's really my same gripe with Fibonacci. If you draw five of them on a chart with all those lines that it includes, it's probably going to bounce off of one of them. 
but that doesn't help the trader any. It's just an extremely frustrating tool to use when there are so many other options out there that are so much easier and in the end, a lot more effective. And I don't think a lot of these Elliott Wave traders that are so deep into this really understand that. And so what I want to do here is kind of send out two different messages. One to the majority of you that don't use it or don't like it, whatever the case is. And then I have another message for those who are really big supporters of Elliott Wave Theory. So first off to the vast majority of you who listen to this podcast and don't use Elliott Waves. Let this kind of be a lesson for when you are searching for those perfect indicators that get you into trades at the best time possible. Avoid anything that tries to predict the future the way Elliott Waves do. One of the guys at Maverick says this all the time, and I, I love it. He says, trade the market in front of you. Don't do anything else. Just trade what's there. Use the information to the left of price to try and determine what's going to be to the right of price. So in other words, avoid anything that tries to tell you, the trader, okay, if price gets to this point in the future, then this is going to happen. So things like Elliott Waves. Things like supply and demand zones, like we just got done talking about. Things like uh, that thing the Ichimoku Cloud does, how it actually keeps going into the future and sometimes flips, making you think that something like that is about to happen. I will never be a supporter of tools like this. It's one of my biggest gripes with supply and demand zones or support and resistance lines in general. You're going to tell me that if price gets to this certain point right here, and only when it does, you can expect price to go this way. And I will say nonsense. I can tell you what's going to happen if price ever does get to that point you're talking about. The same thing that's going to happen no matter where price goes. Big banks are going to see where the money's going, and they're going to take price the other way, just like they do everywhere else. Now, I said in the support and resistance video as well, the, the fact that so many people are aware of these areas that you're talking about, you might see heightened trade activity, but it's still a really bad predictor of whether price is going to make a rebound or break through that particular level. Now, what I think these tools are really trying to do is predict traders' behavior at these certain levels, which I can get, get on board with a lot more, you know, in all fairness. But so much can happen between now and and the time price actually hits that certain point, that trying to predict any of this right now, in my opinion, is just such a foolish way to go about it. If the price of the pound dollar goes up 400 pips, it's because the big banks took it that way, not because it broke a bunch of lines on the way up. But I'm getting a bit off track here. Just avoid anything that tries to predict the future that way. Trade the market in front of you, not 10 candles into the future. So for all you Elliott Wave traders out there, um, the argument I get a lot when I say negative things about any kind of trading tool is, and it always comes back to this, you're just not using it the right way. If you really dive deeper into it and you use it the way the creator intended and you do this and this and this, then you're really going to get the best out of it. And my response here is generally always the same. 
First off, my channel is for the everyday trader. The everyday trader is never going to go that deep into one indicator, nor should they, because there are so many out there. The problem with so many of these people who stick to an old indicator or old tool is they probably just didn't realize that there were that many other options. They probably figure they found the best one, and it's really just a matter of getting really, really good at that one indicator. They just didn't know. And now the problem with most Elliott Wave traders is just how long it takes to become even minorly proficient at this one way of trading. I think I've mentioned it before. It's called the sunk cost fallacy. You're like, well, gosh, I've spent almost a thousand hours on this one tool and I'm finally starting to get kind of good at it, even though I'm not really making the money I thought. But I've put so much time into it, I just can't stop now. You know, I would have wasted all that time. And that is a totally fair argument. The problem is, at the end of the day, Forex traders want to make money. And you should do the things and focus on the things that have the best chance of making you the most money. Now, what is kind of cool about Elliott Waves is just the whole science and art to it that you know you unlock all these things and ways and methods, and it's almost like the chase becomes the game, not really the end result anymore. It's almost more about just perfecting the craft problem is you can get to be one of the best Elliott Wave traders in the world and still probably get nowhere near the results you would have gotten if you would have just put that same amount of love and effort into other indicators that just work a lot better. Elliott Wave traders really have the genetic makeup to do well in this market. I feel like they've just fallen down a rabbit hole that doesn't really offer much of a way out. So Elliott Wave traders, let me offer you this. Keep trading your Elliott Waves. But on the side, just humor yourselves here. Try doing things the no-nonsense Forex way as well. Because if you can somehow make a separate account just for the no-nonsense Forex way of trading and... Do both. I really like your chances for success long term because most people don't put the effort into this that you do. And if you can focus that dedication on trying this method as well and just to see if it works, it's probably worth your time, right? I mean, what's the downside? You make a ton of money? That's one of my biggest gripes with these people that are so stuck on these older indicators is they just refuse to try a different way. And it's the one argument they really never have an answer for. And that argument is, how do you know that your method is better than our method if you haven't tried both? Because I can already tell you haven't. I just can't understand the logic behind choosing one of the over 10,000 different tools available to you to use in this market and sticking with that exclusively. And then plugging your ears and going, la, 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 you're stupid every time somebody comes over with another alternative. Try both. If your Elliott Wave trading works better in the end, well then good, at least now you know. You'll never sit there and wonder what could have been. And that's a good feeling. That will give you even more confidence in the way you're currently trading right now. It's a win-win, Elliott Wave traders, Fibonacci traders. It's all about money in the end. And if that means putting your ego down for a moment or not being afraid to hit the reset button and trying something new no matter how much time you've spent into one thing, it's totally worth it. 
traders, I want a lot of you to be like Elliott Wave traders in a lot of ways. Most Elliott Wave traders are relentless. They're meticulous. They are dedicated to the craft. I want you to take those trades and instead of going all in on one tool that has a thousand page book written about it, go try as many as possible. Use the guidelines I have given you to narrow down the search from the start and put a system together that gives you an obvious, clear, apparent trade signal that you can have confidence in because one, it's an obvious, clear signal, but two, because you have back-tested it and you know that this system works inside and out. This channel isn't even two years old and hundreds of traders have already flipped their results from negative to not only positive, but to the point to where they are trading at or near a pro level. And if they can do it, there's no reason why you can't. So go get it.